I will tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, in Wrestling with Eagles land. It has been quite a while since I have been this giddy for an impending pay-per-view. I didn't feel this giddy about SummerSlam. Didn't feel this giddy even about WrestleMania, unfortunately. There were things, there were elements of Mania that I felt giddy about, but as a card as a whole, the giddiness level is off the screen right now. Welcome back to Wrestling with Egos. I am the intellectual savior of the wrestling masses, Brian, joined by the mains. Got the big Don over there in the, in, in screen number one. Isaac, how you doing, my brother? What's going on, man? Happy to see you. Happy to see you. And I got the Reverend of the Rant over there in screen number two. Patrick, my brother, what is good? Here in the uh, here in the uh, ap- the apostle the the Church of Anxiety, the Church of Hostility. Um, things are good. The pastor pissed off, and the Reverend of the Rant and the Apostle of Anxiety is very the Archbishop of Anxiety. I'm sorry, I got that one wrong. Uh, very very excited for uh uh for full gear uh more excited for full gear than i am for just about any other auburn football game for the rest of the year almost almost as excited as i was for game six of the 2021 world series which by the way did you guys know that was won by the atlanta braves yes we know you you never pass up an opportunity to remind us of that fact um have have you met me yes Repeatedly. Yes. Yeah, we know. We know. So doing my duty as the captain of this ship <laughs> for the time being, trying to put it back on the rails, I want to let you all know about something. Wait, wait, wait. You said duty. Yeah, that's great. I engaged in something earlier this week that I don't normally do, and I want to get your unvarnished opinions about it, gentlemen. I fell victim... To a troll on wrestling Twitter. Oh, oh this is going to be fun. I'm not going to give him the screen name or anything like that because I don't want to make him famous. But suffice it to say, middle of the week, there was some rumor that a certain New Japan star was going to show up on Dynamite this week. Little did I know the the new Japan star was Ricky Romero, but he had a banger of a match. But there was some rumor and innuendo that it was going to be Kazuchika Okada. Right. And I'm scrolling through Twitter kind of mindlessly before I went to work the other night. And I saw this guy pretty much. And, and I, I, I see him in a lot of the, the, the chat circles that I'm in on, on the Twitter. And he's staunch and i didn't know there were still these guys that existed he is staunch wwe man i mean he's got the dolph ziggler under ruse collection he's got i mean he's got the uh robert rude you know funko pop you know in the corner of his bedroom i'm pretty sure of it the shrine but, to knuckleball schwartz in his in his closet exactly and he said, you know, regarding the this Okada nonsense, this guy better be able to piss whiskey, you know, for all the build that he's getting. And I should have just kept scrolling. Like I tell like I tell other people all the time, just keep scrolling. But I went I went at this guy for a little bit. And I told him, 
it is real simple in this day and age to cue some New Japan footage up on the YouTubes and just type in Kazuchika Okada versus insert name of wrestler here and find some top quality stuff. And I left it at that. And so we went back and forth a little bit. And he says, all I'm saying, it's, it's just, I just know it's not for me and yada, 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 all this hype, all this, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, when you see hype, you got to investigate the hype. That's what y'alls were telling me for all these years. And I went and I investigated the hype, you know. But then after a couple of, of backs and forths, I realized this guy is not worth my time. And I just let it go. <laughs> Brother Isaac, may I address the congregation? You, you, please address the congregation. I, 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 I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a follow behind you with anything else you might have missed, but my brother. And, 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 if, and, if, you, and if you want to make this very tabernacle and you want to throw in a wow or something like that or an amen or anything like that, please feel free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please feel free. So much, and so, so much, in fact, that I'm going to do something that I've never done on this show, even though she, even though she doesn't really exist. Sister Mildred, would you mind uh, giving us some organ accompaniment, please? Because we are going to church here. <clears throat> you see, Brother Brian. Well, <laughs> it's going to be like this now. What, what you did was very, very thoughtful in the fact that you were trying to educate our wrestling masses because that is what you do better than anybody else on any. <laughs> However, that's why you are the intellectual savior of the wrestling master. However, my brother, what you fail to realize is there are some people that just do not want to be helped. They don't want to seek the information. They want to live in their tiny little bubbles. And by tiny, I mean tiny little bubbles. We're nothing. Infinitesimal, you might say. Very what? Infinitesimal, you might say. But the point, but the point being, thou can't not teach someone that doesn't want to learn it cannot be done. If they're not, it's as simple as this: a drug addict cannot get clean unless they want to help themselves, unless they. Finally, see the light dump. Because I'm lay my hand on the screen. It simply will not happen unless you see the truth. Hallelujah and amen. Girls, hit your hallelujah. <laughs> the pastor of Pissed Off has touched on many points. I agree with everything that he has said. Sometimes you cannot argue. With stupidity. You cannot reason with someone that does not want to listen to your view. The only thing that they want to hear is their own voice. So let them sit there and realize that they can hear their own voice. I've always said that someone that is not willing to listen to what I'm trying to explain to them, you're right. I, I will. If I want your opinion, I will tell it to you. 
because that pretty much is the way it has to be. Now, people just don't get it. Now, we can sit here and talk about certain things that are going on in this world right now, and they won't see the other side of things. And they will never see the other side of things. Why? Because they're ignorant. I'm not saying that they're ignorant as in stupid. I'm saying they're ignorant in the fact that they've never had the chance to experience the other side and understand someone else's view. They never will. They never, they'll never get to that point. And it's just what it is. So if that's going to be the case, the next time, say, peace be with you and move on with that person. Don't chuck up the deuce. Peace. Bye. That's all I got to say. This has been a public service announcement from your friends here at Wrestling With Egos, who reminds you that this is our opinion, and it's right. You're welcome. Checkmate. That being said, boys, let's educate those that do want to be educated because there's plenty to talk about tonight and truth be told i don't want this to go this show to go an hour and a half long because i got a lot of stuff to do this weekend including watching a pay-per-view um but it it all gets into a whole bunch of stuff we got 10 great matches on this card however nine great matches and one that you know if it wasn't on the card i wouldn't care Let's be honest, there's more like seven, six or seven re- great matches and a couple of ones. Um, and we're so going to talk about them all, ladies and gentlemen. We are, but let's go ahead and get the, you know, the eh, out of the way. So let me ask you guys this. Which match on this card is the one that you're least looking forward to? Brian, I'm going to start with you. What's the deal with Inner Circle versus... American top team, question mark, inserted on purpose? Yeah, really. Please, speaking of educating the wrestling masses, gentlemen, please, let's bring, lay it on me, because I am struggling to find a reason. Get bartenders, bartenders get... Or in a stiff one. This should be interesting explanation. Do you want me to go first, Patrick? It's going no. top shelf. No, I got I got this. Um, go here... I've never understood the whole idea of the uh, of the inclusion of American Top Team, aside from the fact that Dan Lambert himself is a massive wrestling fan, um, and you're bringing in very big names that have that are a part of American Top Team, such as Jorge Masvidal or. Uh, uh, Andre Arlovsky or Junior DeSantos or Paige Van Zant, um, and her husband with that god awful neck tattoo. Um, I don't I don't know what the hell his name is, and nor do I care. I've never seen him fight. He probably fights for some promotion less than Bellator. I don't know. Um, but my point is, I don't. I I've never understood it. It's so far there has been no end game except for cheap heat. And there's already somebody in AEW that's masterful at, masterful at generating cheap heat, and he's on this card in another match. Nothing to me. It's the Chewbacca defense from South Park. It does not make sense. 
The only thing I can think of is that this is a vehicle to get Scorpio Sky and uh, All Ego Ethan Page over by using American Top Team and Dan Lambert's very capable big mouth at the expense of the Inner Circle because the Inner Circle are legit names and they're, they're popular. Other than that... If Could you also guy, make the argument if, that if not the, the guy going, it's the it's the the internet meme of me going, mm. yeah. Could you also make the argument that Inner Circle appear to be in limbo because they don't really have any solid fuse going on with anybody right now, and it, it, it's a way to get them out there and get them, you know. I mean, Hager is doing. Absolutely nothing. Jericho is doing absolutely nothing. Santana and Ortiz are having some really good matches. Sammy Guevara is the TNT champion. Three out of the five in the inner circle are actually, at this point right now, worth a crap. And it's sad to say it, but the one of, one of the two that's not worth a crap might be one of the greatest of all time in Chris Jericho. Um... And you, you made you made the point. It's giving the inner circle something to do. It's almost like, oh, well, we. Ha-. It's kind of like when DX was with when Triple H had all, Triple H had gone on and done his own thing, you know, when he was the WWE champion, you know, when he was with Steph, and it was Road Dog, and it was X Pac, and sometimes yes, sometimes no, Billy Gunn, um. It was just something to get DX out there. Kind of the same thing, it feels like. It's just like, okay, well, we've got to get the obligatory. We have to get have the crowd sing Judas. Kind of like we have to make the crowd say, suck it. It feels very similar. And I hated that back then. I thought that was boring and <laughs> watered down. And I hate this too, because it's boring and watered down. Cool. Everybody likes to sing Judas. All right. I'm still bored. And to I, be fair, boys and girls, that's that's the only really part of this card that, that seems superfluous to me. I mean, all the other matches, you know, I mean. There's, a, there's another one here that I'm just like, okay, I don't. I understand it, but I don't get it. We'll get to that one in a minute. Isaac, what's your what's your thoughts? I'm sorry, Brian, I cut you off. Is there anything you wanted to add before we go to Isaac on this one? No, we need to get Isaac in there on this match in, you know, in the interest of equal time. Um, Isaac, what say you? I agree with your points as to they have to have something for the inner circle to do. They have They have to have someone to fight with, and they have to legitimize that that person or persons to have a fight with. And we all keep saying that, you know, if you don't have a great dance partner, if they're not up to your level, then you try to bring them up. You're, you got to have someone to dance with. We all know that they, they really aren't doing anything else. Yes, Lambert is a great talker, you know, and he can incite a riot. We know this. And he's great with that. He's got, I want to say, legitimate MMA fighters with him that we can't sit here and argue about. These guys are legit. The fact being that 
you have to have, you know, Jericho put them over to make them look good. They have to, because these are the people that you trust. You know, it's very similar to WrestleMania when Miz and Morrison had to put over um, Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny. And he made him look fantastic. And Uh, he did. In his defense, Bad Bunny did a Bad Bunny didn't didn't hurt himself either. Exactly. I'm not saying that, but he was, but he is, but you have to admit, this is a rookie. This is a first year guy that he made that they made him look fantastic. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do with America's top team. They have to make him look fantastic to make him look legit. And we have to look, we have to sit here and say, you know what? Chris is probably like, look, we got to do this for the betterment of the company. Look, I, I, I get that, Isaac. My, my thing is, especially when you're talking about, okay, Dan Lambert, that's one thing. But you're talking about Junior Dos Santos and Andre Arlovsky. These are two guys that have, that are former UFC heavyweight champions. One of these guys knocked Brock Lesnar slapped out with a straight right right down Main Street being DeSantos. These guys aren't a musician with no athletic background. At some point in their careers, these two gentlemen were considered the period, baddest period, man period, on the period planet, exclamation point. <laughs> um, but they also weren't wrestling. No. they to what degree were doing. Not in a not in a sports entertainment capacity, yes. Exactly. But they do have a combat sport mentality, and as we've seen, people from any combat sport that have made their way into professional wrestling have generally not pissed themselves. You know, we've seen that plenty of times because they understand the idea of the show. Think of one guy who did. Who? Cain Velasquez. Oh, we're not even going to talk about that because that that was a card that was not booked by anybody in WWE. That card was booked by a bloodthirsty genocidal maniac. I know. May or may not be in charge of a country overseas. Moving (laughs) on. Where's the cow when you need it? I'm I'm Uh. around. I'm around my kids' toys. Look, we're gonna we at this point in time, ladies and gentlemen. We at Wrestling Videos would like to reference Beyonce to the left, to the left, <laughs> to the left, left. B, you mentioned that this was the only card, the only match on the card that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I disagree because I'm gonna bring up one that I'm just like, eh, I get it, but I don't get it, and I'm talking about the thrown together tag team match of the. Strange bedfellows team of Malachi Black and Andre El Idolo taking on the team of Cody Rhodes and Pack. I get it. I get it. It's the whole the enemy of my enemy is my friend thing because Black and El, Black and Andrade have had their issues both with Cody and uh, the Lucha Brothers. 
And now you can throw in Pac with this, and because Pac is a member of the triangle, and it makes sense. First off, the team of Andrade and Malachi Black, that is, I have a very hard time accepting that as something that makes sense. Because I'm like, what common ground do these guys have, by the way? There's none, unless you're going to look at, you know, their WWE past in the fact that on that Andrade's manager in WWE may or may not be Malachi Black's wife. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what? The, that is the only common denominator these two guys have, because, because yes or no, does Andrade have a problem with Cody? No. Right. Does Malachi Black have a problem with the Lucha Brothers? No. <laughs> yeah, when you when you break it down like that, you know, it makes sense. I mean, I just looked at that match and it's okay, we're gonna get some, you know, good wrestling. You well, know, because are. all four of them We are, but my whole thing is AEW. Even even with the inner circle and American top team and versus American top team and and men of the year. There's been great storytelling leading up to every match on this card, period, end of story, except this one. Yeah. This is the one where it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Isaac, thoughts? I see your point. I, I hear what you're saying. And you're right. It's a lot. And this was the last minute thing that they put together. Yeah. Just because, well, we got these four guys. We got to put them in match. All right. There's no lead up to it. There hasn't been like three to four weeks where we're invested in it because of whatever the time constraints were and everything else. Right. And, hey, we need one more match. Okay. And that's basically what it was. I mean, will it be a great match? Yeah, it probably will because the four guys in there can go. Right. And I'm excited to see it. But it doesn't – it didn't have a lead-up. Right. Being you know, there was actually – I forget who it was. I was active on the Twitters this week. But there was somebody else that if you could add one more match to the full year card, what would, you, what, what would it be? And this was before this match got put on there. And I said that having – Chris Statlander versus Hikaru Shida for absolutely no reason at all would have been awesome. And it was one of my most engaged tweets of the week. I had like five people like it and 40 people saw it. For me, those are some high up there stats. So I was pretty impressed with that. I, you know, celebrate your depth of your women's division. Don't, don't throw Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida on the buy-in, you know, like give them some, you know, give them some run on the, you know, but but just, I was just like you know pulling names out of like let's let, let's show off some more of these women that you have, you know. See to me and Isaac, I'll let you go in a second. To me, the whole idea of the buy-in makes a, makes more sense to me than this match, and I'll get to that when we get to the buy-in match. Isaac, point you were about to make. Okay, now as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this, was there something in the books for John Moxley? for this for this um pay-per-view that they were leading up to or did they have something in mind because now that's the reason why they're putting this other match together 
He would have figured into Danielson Miro somehow. I guarantee you with, with I guarantee you with Moxley not with Moxley having to go to rehab, I guarantee you if he wouldn't have the finals for the uh the finals for the tournament would have been Danielson Danielson and Moxley. Yeah. I would have wouldn't have wouldn't would I don't think that's a stretch by any by any thought. Um Here's my thing on, since I mentioned it a minute ago, my thing on the buy-in when you have Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida and hashtag friend of show, Thunder Rosa. Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa are still in the tournament for the TBS championship. And I think they're going to be opponents next week. It makes sense because you're using that as a vehicle to continue into the TBS Championship Tournament. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, I do not see Thunder Rosa winning at all. Because I still hold on to, she's the one to take the title off of Britt. Right. Uh, um, to me, it's a vehicle for that. Uh, and I love the idea, because you get... You get to dangle Hater and Rosa in front of in front of the fans without really giving it all to them. Plus, you get her Karushita on the card. You get Nyla Rose on the card. Wins. Yeah. Because even though you know, even though I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose, there are a lot of people, that, a lot of AEW fans that are. Um. You know, there are a lot of people that are fans of Hikaru Shida and having her on the card is having her on the card is always massive. Um, I would I would like to see more of her every stinking week. Real quick, can we take one quick time out? Because you know, I talked you know, talking about Thunder Rosa and matches, you know, and like, hey, we want to see more of that. You know what else I want to see more of that we saw on Dynamite and Holy crap. I would love every week to see more of the tag team of Dante Martin and Leo Rush. Yes, please. Sweet. Jesus, that was amazing. Um, My wife sitting there watching that with me, she'd never seen Leo Rush before. She was like, oh my God, this guy's fast. I'm like, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm like, that's that's the appeal of this guy is he's just lightning fast. She's like, I've never seen anybody move that quick. I'm like, yeah, that's his deal. Uh, but yeah, dude, give me more of that. Um, I think we're. I think I also saw. No, that's that's for tomorrow night on Rampage. We're getting a lumberjack match with Matt Hardy and uh, uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, and. Something you mentioned, the whole point of bringing uh, Kazuchika Okada into the fold is the best friends are now members of Chaos, which that's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty dope. I love, love the fact that we're seeing the best friends get that kind of rub from one of the probably the two or three biggest factions in, uh, in New Japan oh. behind <laughs> Club and behind combined with Bullet Club and probably uh, the uh, United Empire. Yeah. Um. So um, 
one thing on on the buy-in is just kind of getting back to that is just like you know dangling the carrot. What do you guys say? I mean, when you when you put it that way, it makes sense. Um, you know, it, it's apparently it's commonplace now for our appetites to be wet by a pre-show, whatever you're going to call your pre-show. Right. Um, cause it allows the other matches time to breathe and all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the next match that I think we should put out there, it's going to be a fun match, but I don't all, I don't know what all it's going to accomplish in the long run is Jurassic Express and Christian Cage versus the super click. I have one thought as to what this is going to accomplish. And I'll, I'll, I will leave my point at, I'm not going to go any further than the one word. I'm, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do one word. I'll do four words. The four words I'm about to mention. Adam Cole, baby. And you said one word. I was like, no, I'm not going to do boom. I'm going to do Adam Cole, baby. Because if I was going to do one word, I'd have fun with it and go, budge. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I honestly think that the whole point for this match is going to be, let's show exactly what Adam Cole can do. We already know what the Bucks can do. We already know what Jurassic Express and Christian Cage can do. Let's show what we've got in this Adam Cole guy who used to be in that 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 stable in NXT that was the only thing that NXT had for quite a while. And he's already proving himself to be some kind of a manipulator too, because on Dynamite, he's backstage with the Bucks and Bobby Fish walks into the picture. And everybody exchanges pleasantries, and you know the Bucks say, "Well, there's no dispute here. Who runs the show in AEW?" <laughs> I'm like, okay, but they're gonna have Bobby Fish wrestle Jungle Boy, yes, please, on yeah. dar- on Elevation uh, Rampage. Rampage, sorry, I get all those shows mixed up. You uh, know what I'm talking about? On Rampage Friday night. Uh, which should be a very interesting match because we know what a master technician Bobby Fish is so many years in the game. It's going yeah. to be interesting to see him match his skill set up with Jungle Boy's skill set. And you wonder, is Jungle Boy going to go all out or is he going to, you know, maybe mesh his style a little bit to Bobby Fish's and stuff like that because he does have this big match on the very next night? It just makes you wonder. I, I I think it's just going to be a vehicle tour to get us closer and closer to full gear. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be a great match. Um, here's one that, you know, instead of just getting the bottom of the card and kind of working our way up, I want to talk about one of the big ones. And this is a match that aside from the world title match, this is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. For the AEW World Tag Team Championships, it's the Lucha Brothers against the AAA Tag Team Champions, FTR. I have already begun my preparations for the EG Awards, and 
I'm looking at this card very closely to see if any of these matches are going to creep into consideration for that yep. award there's, for the match of the year. There's three this on is the one that I have highlighted is I'm going to be paying <laughs> very close attention to. Right. Um, Cause my short list for match of the year already has Lucha brothers in. <laughs> yes. In the conversation. Cause they had a, uh, a little cage match with the Bucks not too long ago. Um, there's another champion on this card who's on my short list for match of the year already. And that was back in March. Double chef's gift to that one. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, this match is going to be so good because we know what the Lucha Brothers can do, both in terms of their high-flying ability, their... Um, their the pace of their matches, but also just how crisp they are in the ring. And we also know what FTR can do. FTR can have a great match with any tag team on the planet. And RJ, if he were here, would argue with me until he were blue in the face. <laughs> so I'll get to say this unopposed. FTR is the best tag team on the planet. I don't, you know, the only other tag team you can make the argument with is the Bucks, but my, my opinion, it's FTR. I, hell yes, is all I got to say about this match. You know who's creeping into that conversation for me? Who? They need more time and they need more seasoning, but the Street Profits are creeping into that conversation for me. They're not there yet, but boy, they're on their way to being in that conversation. We'll get to that. That's a conversation for a different time, but I will say this. I think it's a matter of time before they go their separate ways. I think the star power is more with Montez Ford. True. Than, than it is as the team. Uh, Montez Ford could get over by himself. Um, but yeah, the profits are very, very fun to watch. What are your thoughts on this match, though, guys? Uh, B. Uh, this, like I said, this is one I have circled to pay very, very close attention to because I don't think that in AEW these guys have touched that much. No, that just, just very, re very recently during that AAA tag match when it was the when it was the Lucha Brothers versus the, uh, you know, uh, Los Superanas. Yeah. Um, so I want to, I, I'm still educating myself about FTR. I only really know them as from their days in NXT as the revival. So I want to see, again, it's that clash of styles that we keep talking about. I want to see how FTR adapts to combat a Lucha approach that the Lucha bros bring, you know, every week. Um, and this one is, I think this is my pick to go the longest of any match of the night. This one's probably going to be a 20, 25 minute barn burner, I think. I think it's the second, second longest. I think they're going to give plenty of time to Hangman and Kenny. Yeah. But yeah, this is going to go, this is going to go, go a while and people are going to be on the edge of their seats. Isaac, what say you? brother okay well what you got no, no i'm not gonna go that night 
I think this is going to be a fantastic match. I think these these four guys are going to tear the house down. This could be the sleeper. Well, it's not going to be the sleeper match of the night because we all know these guys are going to tear it up. Um, I disagree with Patrick. I think the Lucha Brothers are the best tag team in the world right now. Just my opinion. But, look, you know, I think these guys have been tearing it up. They've been showing, showing up and showing out. And I think that they are putting forth their, like, heads and shoulders above everybody else. And they're going to show it out on Saturday night. And we're going to see we're gonna see two great tag teams. But I still feel the Lucha Brothers are going to are gonna pull this out, whether you agree or disagree. That's your own opinion. We'll, but, get, to, we'll get to predictions later. Um, but I, wh- while you're while you and I are, are are conversing, what match do you want to talk about next? Because it's been me and B going kind of back and forth on this. You know, you know, I I really I want to I want to get to the big match. I want to get the Hangman and um and our boy uh, oh, Kenny God, Omega. Yeah, Kenny Omega. Excuse me. That's what I really want to talk about. Well, you know what. Um, Let's go ahead and do it. I mean, we're not going to, we're not kind of hanging every match, you know, and just waiting on the, uh, um, you know, doing the, doing the main event dead last. We don't necessarily have to do that. So let's talk about that one. It is, it is for the world heavyweight championship. It is Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Adam Page wins the, uh, the casino ladder match as the Joker when it grabs the big old gigantic, stupid looking poker chip and, mm-hmm. um, and wins 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 that he's got the shot against Kenny. Uh, for me, this has been a this is the culmination to me of a very long, beautifully told story. Um, I think probably the best long storytelling we've seen in wrestling in years, maybe even decades. Um, this is a brilliantly told stories story with ebbs and flows peaks and valleys um rise and fall kind of story um and it's been beautifully done and they capped it last night on uh, dynamite when kenny omega signed the contract in hangman's blood blood i was like oh shit we're going here this is this is that's good shit, pal. Um, there's nothing about this that is going to suck. Um, and we can and honestly, and truly, we can go, we can do the rounds and talk about, oh, yeah, this is gonna be a great match. Freaking duh, it's gonna be a great match. So, I have a better question for you guys on a scale of one to five, with five being complete. Completely batshit crazy and one being nothing. How much outside interference are we going to get by both the elite and the dark order? I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to give a number. You know, people would sit there and say, oh, it'll be five. I'm gonna say because everyone's gonna get involved. Yeah. At some point, like we all know that they're going to get involved because there's no way that they can't. They've all been involved for the entire time of this whole thing, and you know we we can sit here and see the writing on the wall. You can see it if it was an invisible ink. You know what's coming. 
we all know it's going to happen. And we'll just we'll just see how it plays out. B, what do you but, say? Is it just a championship match? There's no stipulations on it? No, there's no stips. See, here's that baby face in me again. I... I get what you guys are saying that it would be it would be so sports entertainment to just you know twenty minutes in you know Omega starts getting brass knucks out or something like that and you know everybody comes out and you have just carnage and bodies stacked up and the announce tables are broken and all that. But I kind of just want the two of them to settle it in the ring. I just want thirty minutes of. Wrestling, counter-wrestling, psychology, storytelling. And I wonder, can you do that without having 25 people interfering in the match? Yes, you can. But you talk about psychology and storytelling. I'm glad glad you said those. Because, yes, you can tell an amazing story in 30 minutes with these two guys in the ring and that's it. Maybe Don Callis at ringside and that's it. However... uh, hypothetically hangman is at this at at a point in the match hangman is kicking the living hell out of kenny here comes the bucks here comes nakazawa cutler at all here comes all of those guys and now there's a lot of shenaniganery going on at ringside and they have allowed then they they have helped Kenny turn the tables. Boo, boo. Here comes the dark order to clean house. They've cleaned house. They've cleared the ring. And now you get the rise and the, you get the rise of the crowd. And oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, and during all of that, Hangman, I'm sorry, during all of that, Kenny loses Hangman. He, for, you know, loses sight of him. He turns around just in time to see Hangman flipping over the top rope. Bam! Good night. Game over. New champ. You go Perfect. home happy. Exactly. Perfect way to incorporate everyone and do this nice little thing called putting a bow on the whole thing. Because you can't put a bow on this without doing it, in my opinion. I don't think you can do it. And to be honest, I don't want them to do it unless they're going uh, unless they're going to do this. If you're not going to, my opinion, if you're not going to get everybody involved, Hangman doesn't need to win. Let if me jump gonna, in. If, it, if it's going to be just straight up, Kenny needs to win. Because you don't get the payoff. Wrestle, I hate mentioning the murderer, but WrestleMania 20 doesn't end as cool as it does without Benoit and Guerrero in the middle of the ring as champions hugging. WrestleMania 30 doesn't end the way, doesn't end as cool without Daniel Bryan doing this. Full Gear 2021 doesn't end as cool without Dark Order lifting up Hangman. This needs to happen. And anything less than that, to me, is a letdown. Isaac. 
I agree with everything that you're saying, and I want to put one more thing onto it. We go back to WrestleMania 21. JBL had his entire crew come out with him when he was facing John Cena. And JBL said, no, 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 hold on, stop. Y'all go to the back. Right. I'm I'm going to do this one on my own. Right. No interference, and he put John over. We all know. And that's and the crowd popped, everything worked, but that was the thing. We all knew that he'd been doing this before, but this was the time to put him over. Right, but the cabinet wasn't part of a year-long story that involves JBL and Cena. You know, the elite, the dark order, hangman kidding. These guys have been dancing around each other and orbiting each other for the better part of 18 freaking months. This, you know, that storyline going into WrestleMania 21 lasted maybe because the cabinet was involved in Cena losing the U.S. title, if I'm not mistaken. So that maybe went six months. Yeah. And there's really a whole lot of emotion in that. This has been emotionally investing. And I, I can't see it happening any other way. B? I mean, when you explain it like that and you bring up, you know, everything else that they've done. I guess and it's, this is just a personal thing on my part. I just get fatigued from all the you know the schmas and 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 all that and i know the schmas serves to elevate the story and everything right i just i just feel like i just feel like in general there's an over-reliance on schmas sometimes i i agree but at the same time schmas if it's done right can be really freaking awesome. And I think this is going to be one of those moments where it is. I mean, don't really, get me wrong. If I'm sitting there the tomorrow, uh, Saturday night and it all goes down the way you're talking about and Hangman is still, the Hangman becomes the champion at the end of the night, I'm still going to have a tear in my eye. Guarantee you. I mean, you know, look, you regardless know, of how it happens, shenaniganery like that. If done right, win or lose can be awesome. Look, we didn't like the end result of Extreme Rules, but that whole deal with the demon and the whole little resurrection thing—that was freaking killer, and that had and that had people going out of their freaking minds, myself included. That and I didn't awesome. like the I didn't like the end of my favorite match of all time, the Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H from Judgment Day. Right. But I still referenced it as my favorite match of all time. You know, and and the shenanigans in the last five minutes of that match or what made it. Cause triple H did the same thing. Isaac, that you said JBL did. He sent the faction to the back and sure enough, five minutes to go in the match for 55 minutes, man, triple H is a man of his word. And then last five minutes, here comes X-Pac, here comes road dog, here comes Stephanie, here comes Vince. And it did it. Geez, here we go again. And then here comes Taker. <laughs> yeah. And then here comes Taker. Oh, he's on a motorcycle, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I I just wish there was another way to do it. There, it's probably going to go. It's more likely to go down your way than my way. But you know, guys, Brian's still learning about storytelling. Give him some grace. <laughs> you know, we we've taught Brian a lot in the two years that we've done this show. But Brian, 
you know, we focus more on teaching Brian about heel work. Now we're working on story. You go see Brian's Wrestling Federation. There's only going to be 12 guys in the back. There's not, it's not, it's just, it's just one-on-one matches every night. Here we go. 12 guys. And the only three people that hold, hold titles are Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Bailey. (laughs) And if you have a fourth title, then it's Orange Cassidy. That's it. Um, so B next match, what do you want? (laughs) All right. I think this one's going to be short and sweet and to the point. Let's talk some Brian Danielson versus Miro, the Eliminator Finals. This is going to be a freaking brawl, uh, a very technical brawl. Yes. <clears throat> um, I love the fact that Brian Danielson has not has yet to win a single match in AEW using the same submission hold. He has beat every match he's had. He has won with a different move. He won with the Tequila Sunrise last night. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, this just shows everything that this guy is capable of. And my Lord. He's also shown me how quick of a healer he is because every week his chest gets shredded to ground beef. Yeah. And then every week, the next week, he comes out as if nothing ever happened. And it's like, good Lord. The power of vegan, man. I guess. Didn't you ever watch Scott Pilgrim versus the world? You know, vegan, vegan power, baby. Either that or, you know, either that or being married to a Bella granted, granted him immortality. That would also help. I'm just saying. And, Thank well, you. And he's married to that Bella, not the other one. So, you know, hey. Um, That's what Bree says every night. <laughs> um, oh, so everything that Miro has been doing the last Four freaking months has just been gold. I love God's favorite champion. God, my my God, I love and the way he talks to God. Yes, <clears throat> the promos that he's done, everything about Miro has been. You know, we talked about it last week. How the hell do you screw? How do you? How the hell do you screw Keith Lee and Terry Cross up? Hey, Miro was the first one on that list, and how the hell do you screw this guy up? Um, well, what AEW is doing with Miro, um, this could also be on that list of match of the year candidate. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, anybody else got anything to say, say on this one before we move on? Waiting for, I can't wait to see the end result and the story. And we'll get the predictions here in a little bit. So, We, you know, we talked earlier about how we've been teaching Brian. We need, we need, to, need to teach Brian some more storytelling. But one thing Brian has grasped is the idea of heel work, and which leads us to the next match, and it's Darby Allen and MJF. And while the build to this match hasn't been, like, awe-inspiring or spectacular, it's been very basic, but it's worked. Because the whole point is... These are two of the four young pillars of AEW, as they keep mentioning. And MJF's trying to make sure he beats the last one that he hasn't beaten. Um, Because he's beaten Sammy, and he's beaten Jungle Boy. So, um, I love how they've done this. 
I think the idea of MJF and Darby in the ring is going to be really good because they have two styles that will really mesh with each other and they'll beat the living hell out of each other. Um, and I love the the contrast and their mental approaches to their character. Uh, MJF obviously being the best heel on the entire damn planet, even to the point where his parents are now going on busted open radio and bashing him, which has been just freaking glorious. Um, his mom went nuclear on how much on how much of a piece of shit her son is <laughs> to bully Ray and Dave LaGreca earlier this week on busted open. And it was just amazing. Um, this is going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to seeing I'm looking forward to seeing how they progress with this one moving forward without revealing too much of who I think is going to win. What do you guys say? Isaac, take it. I think this is an interesting match. Um, I'm very interested to see who's how they're going to play it. Um, MJF, we all know, is, as Patrick just said, you know, the best heel on the planet. Um and Darby is going to just go balls to the wall and just go crazy. And I'm I'm really looking forward to where they're going to go with it. I think it's going to be a good match. I'm excited for it. I'm not going to give my prediction yet, but we'll see how it goes. What I love is how the storytelling of this match has forced Darby Allen to become a better promo person um you haven't seen sting with him for about a month now uh three weeks to a month and it's kind of forced him to do some more mic work and to come up with you know a kernel of an idea and you know keep hammering it home the way mjf has come up with a kernel of an idea and hammering it home um this match is one of two or maybe three where I think there's going to be blood. There's three matches on this card that I think people are going to bleed and bleed profusely. What's the other one? Because we know damn good and well that the, other, that the second one on that list has got to be the world title match. Yes. I What's also think you might see some blood with uh, Ty Conti versus Britt Baker. Because Britt, Britt has bled before? Yeah. Um... Wouldn't surprise me at all. So, but we'll get to that one later. Um, anything else anybody want to add to this? I'm good. I think we can move on. Isaac, I'm going to let you choose essentially who gets to go last. Who goes last? The men or the ladies? The late, let the ladies go last. All righty then, which brings us to, which brings us to, one of the more compelling matches on the card, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Um, stipulation for this match, first guy to die loses. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a match. Um, if you guys have not had an opportunity yet to read the article that Eddie Kingston wrote on the Players Tribune, do yourself a favor and go read it. It is some of the most honest storytelling from a personal perspective 
I've read from a wrestler in a long time. Um, and the more he opens himself up, the more I, I've already, I've always liked Eddie Kingston as a performer, but the more he opens himself up, the more I start to appreciate him as a man, uh, because of how open he is about his depression and his, just the way he grew up, um, and his passion for professional wrestling. I just absolutely love it. Um, this is going to be a match with a whole lot of, as I like to call it, piss and vinegar. Yep. Uh, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so there's not much more I can say say about this other than other, other than Eddie Kingston and CM Punk are going to have a very, this match is going to look very Japanese. It's going to be very much a strong style kind of match. Um, somebody's going to get their asses annihilated on this one. Um, Isaac. This is going to be probably the toughest fight of the night. And coming from two guys that are arguably two of the toughest on that roster. And it's going to be fun. I'm waiting. I'm excited to see, you know, because Eddie Kingston has already said, I don't really care if I win this match, but I'm going to beat the living hell out of you. And CM Punk is going to be more than happy to get it, dish it right back. And this is what we want to see. This is exactly what was going to happen. So I'm, ex I'm excited to see how this goes and the direction they take it. B, what to say? You'll all be very proud of me because I have watched and rewatched their interplay over the past couple of weeks multiple times, queuing it up again. I didn't just watch it once and forget about it. And I found myself trying to figure out how much of the promo is work and how much of the promo is shoot. And maybe you guys can let me in on the percentages, what you think. But I think there has to be, as I said before, with Darby Allen and MJF, you know, finding a kernel of an idea. There has to be at least somewhat of a kernel of truth in some of the things that Eddie Kingston is alleging about the way he was treated by CM Punk, whether those are real or perceived. I don't know about that. And... There has to be at least a kernel of truth in what Punk retorted with. You know, I saw greatness in you, and I can't help it if you didn't aspire to reach that level of greatness. <clears throat> you know, I mean, and Ouch. I'll go ahead and give you a spoiler because I'm impressed that I've waited this long to give a prediction. Eddie Kingston is winning in this match. Because I feel like Eddie has taken in a in a in a, a promotion where wins and losses are touted as mattering a little bit more than most. I feel like Eddie has taken a few too many L's for my liking. Okay. And this would be a frontline, top shelf, high profile W for him to kind of rub it in Punk's <laughs> face. And this is probably Punk's first prolonged AEW feud. This I could see this stretching all throughout the winter. I, and maybe being blown off at Revolution or something like I, that. Oh no 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 stretches stretches some bitch out to to uh 
uh, double or nothing in Vegas, man. Tony okay. Khan made the announcement today during the uh, media call that the, that the plan is for double or nothing 2022 to be back in, back in Las Vegas. So, okay. and so no, 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 no. Right. Um, breathe a little bit. <laughs> I agree with you on the fact that I think Kingston's going to win. It benefits him more. Punk can easily eat a loss and not hurt him whatsoever. Right. Just like da- just like Brian Danielson can eat a loss and it not hurt him whatsoever. Um, so that one's going to be very, very, very fun. Let's go ahead and wrap it up before we get into our predictions with the final match on the card. It is for the AEW Women's World Championship. The challenger, Tay Conti, taking on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Boys, this is going to be unpopular opinion here. This is not going to be uh, this is not going to be as good of a match as we think it's going to be. I, I, I think of all the matches, this is gonna, This could be the one that would be the biggest letdown. Biggest letdown. Um, and it's not because neither one of them are good. Britt Baker has been. Britt Baker has benefited from being in the ring with women in big moments that can carry their own weight. And Tay Conti, as talented as she is, is not, she need, she still, you can tell, in my opinion, still needs to be led in a match. Yeah. And I don't know if Britt is <coughs> capable enough of being a big enough ring general. To... I kind of lump Tay Conti and Anna Jay in in the, that same regard is that they're still very, very much, and I'm not trying to disparage any of them. They're, they're still very green and they're still very basic in terms of the way they wrestle a match. Right. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm the white hot baby face and I'm flying around the ring. And if a move doesn't connect the way it's supposed to, you then look disjointed and you have to take, I don't know, two or three other moves to get yourself back calm right. down into the flow of things, regulate your breathing, all that kind of stuff. And as phenomenal as Baker has been, I wouldn't call her a ring general yet the way, you know, Triple H is and the way Undertaker is and the way um, the way uh, Omega is. Right. That can bring you along and say, okay, take it easy now. You know, that, that kind of thing and call some stuff and do that kind of thing. So Isaac, before we uh, Isaac wrap this wrap this up, and then we'll uh, get we'll get into some predictions. I agree with both of you guys. I think Britt, you know, is there, but she's not there yet. Ty Conti is there, but she's not there yet. As far as the ring general, you still need you know you need to have someone that can truly dance with you to make it look even more phenomenal than it, it can be, than it normally can be. I think that there are other people that are out there that can make you look a little bit better. But, you know, this is what it is right now. I think Taikanati's doing all right. I think she's going to be good. But me personally, I do think Brett still needs to work off her ring generalship. But that's just me. Um. 
we can go right into the predictions as you guys want to go to. Yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and go ahead and we'll start at the bottom and work our way up. Uh, the buy-in: Nyla Rose and uh, Jamie Hader taking on Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. I'm gonna take Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader on this one. I think in something like this, I would probably go with the heels on this, even though it is the buy-in and generally the buy-in you want to start off happy-go-lucky. I don't know about this one, guys. I'm going to take a uh, friend of the show, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida for this one. Okay. I'm going I'm to agree with Brian on that one. Pass back from the show. Okie dokie. Uh, Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Aldrade, Andrade El Idolo. I'm taking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the heels on this one as well. I think it benefits them more to win as opposed to the thrown together team, the more thrown together team of Pac and Cody, as opposed to the kind of sort of thrown together team of Black and Andrade. So I'm going with the heels on this one as well. Isaac. I got to go with the heels on this one. I just don't think right now it's going to, I think it's something that's going to be drawn out a little bit more for all four guys. And I don't see it culminating just yet. Um, I got to go with the heels. And this was too late of a throw-in for Cody and Pac. That's the way I feel. But heels. Right. I also think there's going to be a little bit of dissension between Cody and Pac, which would give us another match. And yes, please, I'll take Cody. That would be great. Brian, how about you? Yes, thank you. Um, On this one, I am also taking Andrade and Malachi Black because you need to – because they've done a decent job of – the mystique and the intrigue around Malachi Black and his yeah. vigilante outlaw kind of thing. Andrade is still very much adrift. Ooh, I have this mystery tag team, and you know there's going to be a surprise, and then you get the surprise, and it's like, okay, so you need something more for him to sink his teeth into, and maybe the next thing for him to do is to, you know, e- either he gets to go with Pack for a while. That would be awesome, or he gets to go with Cody for a while, and that would be awesome. Yeah. Or your um, dissension angle, I like that too. Pat versus Cody, bring it. You know. Um, uh, the Super Click, the Bucks and Adam Cole, Bay Bay versus Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. I don't think there should be any argument as to that this needs to be the Super Click. Agreed. Agree. All right, because uh, if, if if it's not, then I don't understand what the hell we're doing. Darby Allen, MJF. I'm going to repeat the exact same thing I just said. I don't see why there's any reason Darby Allen needs to win this match. Um, MJF is the hottest heel on the planet. Here's my thought. If Darby Allen wins this... This match goes a long way in determining the future of the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. If MJF wins this, I would not be surprised if MJF gets, you know, is on his way towards um, heading toward uh, the winner of the world title match, which... I'll get, I have, a, I have a little bit of a winding road on this and we'll get to when we get there. Um, if MJF wins this, it factors in. If Darby Allen wins this, it factors in, kinda. But I'm going to go with MJF. 
Isaac? I got to go with MJF. I think that, you know, they're, they're building here from something bigger. I feel bad that, you know, you know, Darby's getting the L's lately. I feel sorry for him. He has been putting in work, and I think they will reward him down the line. He just has to stay steadfast. But Darby's catching the L on this one. Me? I'm surprised that we're all in lockstep this much so far. I am sorry. This is kind of scary. Um, I'm taking MJF also because, you know, now Darby is going to put MJF through hell, you know, and test him, in my opinion, like he's never been tested before, even when he was going against Jericho. Um, you know, I think I think it's there, there's there's more in store for MJF than this is a this is a step on that path. Well, let's I'm going to skip around a little bit because, you know, I'm telling a story here. Uh, World title eliminator tournament, the finals, Miro and Brian Danielson. Here's where I'm going with this. If MJF wins, then Brian Danielson wins. If MJF loses, then Miro wins because you need a heel to deal with a babyface champion. And it's either going to be Miro or it's going to be MJF. So you kind of pick up what I'm laying down here? I agree. My prediction on this, since MJF is going to win, uh, my opinion is MJF beats Darby, Brian Danielson beats Miro. I totally agree with you on that point. Um, the heel has got to, you know, the heel has got to face the the babyface champion. And right. we all know that right now, God's favorite champion is going to lose that match. It is what it is. It's just going down that way. B, what do you think? Yeah, I think Miro's winning this. Okay. I, I okay. think... And I say that because there hasn't been anybody yet that Brian Danielson has faced that I think could withstand this submission tack that he's been taking. Because Miro is a thick slice of beef. Yeah. And I'm sure has a much different pain tolerance than Ricky Romero did. And a much different pain tolerance than Eddie Kingston. Rocky Romero, sorry. Then a much different pain tolerance than Eddie Kingston did two week, uh, a week before that, and in the week before that, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I get what you're saying about the babyface heel dichotomy and all that, but I still think, I mean, I would almost go so far as to say MJF and Mirror are both slam dunks for their matches. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I can see a world where Brian Danielson beats him, but. We talk about being able to take an L and it not really hurting him long term. I think this is one of those times. You've been investing a lot in Miro to try and build him up. And I think Brian Danielson can afford to give some of his rub to Miro and continue that ascension. I I don't have any argument in your logic. I mean, it, if it goes that way, it goes that way, and that's the reason why. Um, I still think, though, <coughs> excuse me, mm, dry throat, damn. Uh, I still think, you know, my way of thinking is my way of thinking. Um, all right, here we go. This is going to be fun. 
American top team in the men of the year versus the inner circle. I'm going to save mine for last. B. American top team. Because otherwise, why are we wasting our time with this? I mean, I love the inner circle. Don't get me wrong. My favorite people in the inner circle are Santana and Ortiz because I love watching them work. But why did we? Why have you wasted our time? Because ostensibly, then, if you waste our time with the inner circle victory, the UFC guys, the Bellator guys, are just going to go back to whatever they're doing, and then Scorpio and Ethan Page are just sitting there off in the ether. Okay, what was all of that time for? What did we waste the last two months doing? My thoughts. I mean, I just think American Top Team finds a way to win underhanded or submission or whatever. Knockout. Isaac. I'm, I hate to sound the bearer of bad news, but of course, again, I have to agree. It just seems too easy to sit here and this is the pay-per-view to put somebody else over. And, again, you have to sit here and put them over because you just have to. And it just and it's, and we're all sitting here like, what's the point of squashing them? You know? You know, what's the point in storytelling right now? And, it, and that's the way it's going to be. Patrick, you wanted to go last, my friend. Yeah. Or, the floor is yours. And my reason for going last is because I knew you guys were going to go there, and I don't want to go here. I hope you guys are right. <coughs> but I think the inner circle's going to win, and here's why. Dan Lambert needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he's one of the competitors in the match. Exactly. and so He'll come out in the tracksuit or whatever. Exactly, but also think about this. Their promo, when they beat down the Inner Circle last night on Dynamite, they said that they guaranteed that Dan Lambert would get the pin on Chris Jericho. They called their shot. Dan Lambert's going to get his ass handed to him in some sort of, some sort of schmoz, and he's going he's gonna to end up getting the absolute crap beaten out of him. Santana and Ortiz will hit the street sweeper. Uh, Jake will, you know, he will deliver a right hook that'll break his jaw. Uh, Samuel hit the Samuel hit the 630, and then Jericho will tap him out. Um, I just came up with your title for this week's episode, by the way. Uh, Resting with Ego's number 106 nine. or 7 or whatever it is. Nine. 109. Full gear preview. Embrace the schmaz. Yes, I like that. We'll do that. Um, however, every yeah, match. Yeah. Schmaz. Yeah. We have some schmaz over here and it's and, and schmaz. And anyway, just... anyway um, <laughs> this isn't over, in my opinion. I do not think that the storyline with Men of the Year and American Top Team ends here. Um, this is this is only the beginning, baby. As the American dream that they rose with day. Um, I Dan Lambert gets the ass handed to him, in my opinion, on this. Makes too much sense. And JR will say something like it's a good thing he's wearing a black tracksuit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, 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 if we've learned one thing from pro wrestling, don't wear all white to the ring, nope. especially 
big match like that. Otherwise, you end up like Colonel Robert Paul, uh, R- Colonel Robert Parker, crapping himself in the middle of war games. Moving on, um, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. I'm kind of with Isaac on this one. I think I think King Kingston picks up the dub. Isaac, can we just skip you since you pretty much called your shot already? Uh, to the left. <laughs> yeah, you already know where it is. That B. Hey, what's I up? already said Eddie Kingston too. I think what? this is this is, and, and Punk will gladly take the L here yeah. because you know it's not. It won't be over. Won't be over. Um, Britt Baker take Conti for the for the AEW Women's World Championship. I'm going with the Doc. Because it's not for Tay Conti to take the title off of her. It's Thunder Rosa. Nobody else on nobody else in that division is good enough at, at that level to be able to take the title off of her. And the only way Thunder Rosa doesn't do it is if somebody better that has been cut by WWE shows up in less than 30 days. I'm talking about Ember Moon. <laughs> the only way that Thunder Rosa doesn't beat Brit for the title is if Thunder is if Ember Moon shows up or WWE does the unthinkable and they release Charlotte. It's the only way it doesn't happen. So so DMD gets the WIN. I agree. It's not Ty's time yet. I'm sorry, people. I know you guys are probably like, you know what? He's somebody better say something. But I gotta agree again. It, it just—it's too easy. Yeah. If they throw in a curveball, I—I I generally will be shot. But no. This means all this means is we're going over the night. I—it's oh it's gonna be—it's gonna be bedlam. You I want hope- bedlam? I got your bedlam right here. I hope not because we're we're doing this match next because I think this one's pretty much a, a, a no-brainer as well for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega defending against Hangman. I think I've, I've told you my story already. This ends with Hangman on the shoulders of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. B? Cowboy shit. Let's go. I... I... Mm, the next wrestling t-shirt I buy is going to be a Hangman Adam Page t-shirt. It's not going to say cowboy shit because then I can't wear it to school. Right. I I, I have to think about the chillins. The chillins. So it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Chill. a genteel at Hangman Adam Page t-shirt. All right. Isaac? <sighs> it's too easy. Oddly enough, before Isaac, before we went and did some uh, Christmas shopping for my niece a couple of weeks ago. My niece is now into horseback riding. Nice. And... Um, there's a store in Brexville near where we live that, that that sells like horse riding apparel and Western apparel and stuff like that. It's Brian. It's called Tack. Tack. Yes. It's called. And we walk in. Remember, remember Squishy's into that stuff too. (laughs) Yes, this is true. I I, I need to get my terms straight. So we walk in and of course the first thing I smell is the leather from all the cowboy boots. And while the lovebird is looking at what my niece would like to get for Christmas, I happen to walk over to the apparel section and I see all of those 
um, you know, the shirts that they wear with the snap buttons on them and the, 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 the sunset patterns on them and stuff like that. And all I could think about was, this is some cowboy shit right here. <laughs> That's, I'm like, I want to get one of these because it's cowboy shit, but I didn't. I, I, I showed restraint. <laughs> yes. Yes, I show been, up with a big belt buckle and a you know, <laughs> glass of whiskey, been, and <laughs> I have been in many a tax store, uh, in East Ohio, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway. let's let so let's go ahead and move on to the final match of the night. It's even though it won't, even though on the card. Oh no, wait a minute, Isaac, your prediction for Kenny my Omega. prediction is that Hangman will take this match. Okay, we all we we all see it when they when they put his. Blood when he didn't sign and he signed he got signed in blood, that sealed the deal. We all we all we see the writing on the wall. That's all I'm saying. Exactly, which leads us to the to the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The Lucha Brothers defending against FTR. I'm gonna go ahead and go first on this one. We get a title change. FTR wins. You shut your mouth. No. Me, what you say? Cero, mero. Lucha Bros retain in a hard-fought victory, no, nonetheless. But I think Lucha Bros retain. The Lucha Brothers will retain their titles. It will be a half-up battle. It will be close, but they ain't losing both titles. You know, in this short a period of time. So we actually only disagree on four matches. Right. And those are the four matches that I'll be right on. Moving on. Someone's been drinking a little too much of the sauce. Yeah, I know. Moving right along. Um, Regardless of how right and wrong we are, this is going to be a hell of a show. Uh, One thing I love about this is they have gone all out in promoting this, even the fact that if you don't want to drop 50 bucks on ordering the pay-per-view, your local movie theater is probably going to have it. They're having it a lot of Cinemark, a lot of Regal Cinemas. Uh, I actually look, tickets are like 25 bucks. So <coughs> I guess several different ways to consume the product. I gotta be honest. I like the idea of getting me a big freaking popcorn, a, a, a Coke bigger than this. And, you know, See, the thing is, when I get a big popcorn and a big Coke in a Marvel movie, I don't want to get up because I don't want to miss, you know, anything like when Thanos snaps everybody out of existence or anything like that. Wrestling show, going in a movie theater, I don't mind because, let's be honest, at a live wrestling show and you got to go pee, it takes you a while to go and then get back to your seat. You might miss an entire match, which I did when me and the family went to Extreme Rules. If I, go to, if I go do something like this and I go take a pee break, I'll miss a couple of minutes because more often than not, I seem to get lucky. And the, the theater room that I'm in is generally right next to a bathroom. <laughs> I just get that luck. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said at the top of the show, I have not been this excited for an event in quite, quite some time. I think the last time I was this excited for something was actually double or nothing of this year. Uh, because that was the first show that we really got back as, um, you know, with, 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 uh, fans and uh, a full, a full slate of fans in the house. Yes. Uh, it was dope. Um, Isaac, 
final thoughts on final thoughts for you and then we're going to wrap it up i think that we all agree on way too many damn things and we should be arguing about we should be saying nah this should be better this should be whatever but we all are in the same mindset and apparently it's we also well, then let's do here. a survivor series preview show and we can argue about that <laughs> no no let's not let's i'm not. kidding why do we even have to talk about that right now God, no why you gotta ruin the mood? Why? Just, I mean, you guys want arguing. Hey, no, no, no. Here, I no, didn't say I want to argue tonight. Hey, we, got a, we got a whole time to argue. Isaac, the whole show is coming full circle because Brian started the show talking about he dealt with a troll, and now we have to deal with Brian being a troll. I'm not. I'm just, you, you said you, you were surprised how we're not arguing about stuff, and well, I said, okay, I'll give you something to argue about. Let's talk about Survivor Series. That'll really piss Patrick and Isaac off. See, yeah, now you guys are arguing with me. And now everybody's laughing. Everybody's happy. We got discourse. We got debate. Shenaniganery. Cats, dogs, living together. Schmaz. Schmaz, all that. Embrace the schmaz, boys and girls. Embrace the schmaz, people. That's the next Wrestling with Egos t-shirt. Embrace the schmaz. I like that. I like that. After we actually get the first wrestling with egos T-shirt out, which will just be the logo, and then, then we'll, then that'll be the second one. Embrace the schmaz. Um, and then the lead mean wrestle talking machine, and then embrace the schmaz. Right, and then the fourth one will, will simply be shenaniganery. Yes. Yeah. Shenaniganery. So, guys, gonna be a hell of a night. Gonna be a hell of a weekend. I have no idea what we're, what we're gonna talk about next week because you know what. It all depends on what happens this weekend and if WWE does something else stupid. <laughs> but, you know, wait, wait, wait. No, that's a terrible thing to say. When WWE does something stupid. Because yeah. we all know it's coming sooner rather than later. I, I have it on my What's calendar my, here. What does my clock say? It's time for them to do something stupid. Right. You know, give, give, you know it's kind of like... When I moved to Ohio 11 years ago, I uh, someone told me, and this is a statement I've heard from thousands of people living in this state about the weather. Wait five minutes, it'll change. Um, which Accurate. Is, which is very yeah. true in Northeast Ohio. Uh, but it's going to be a hell, hell of a pay-per-view. I can't wait. And you know what? <laughs> Next week, I can't wait to talk about it with these two jabroni. Why? Because these are, my, these are my boys. And these, you know, this is our special council of professional wrestling. So, um, again, we didn't talk about it at the very beginning, but however you guys are consuming us, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on any of our podcasting platforms, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Apple, thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. Uh, we're on a lot more than that, a lot more podcasting app, uh, apps than that, but those are the main ones. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a five-star review, comment below here on the YouTube feed. Uh, troll us if you want. Troll us if you want. You can troll Brian at bkrigo15. You can troll Isaac at I the fourth. I'm at rant mode on. And the sh and you can tweet the tweet all of us at the show at wrestling X egos. Until then, for Brian, for Isaac, I'm Patrick. And this has been Wrestling with Egos because this is why we love wrestling. <laughs>